Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Joe Barry Carroll, Sleepy Floyd, Joey Devine, Lorenzo Romar, Michael Ray Richardson, Sean Key. World be free! Lester Corner! Musical guest Evanescence! And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hey Sean, question about Evanescence appearing on the show today. Yeah. Uh, it's not Evanescence featuring that one guy from Saliva or whatever, so are they not playing their hit? Oh, uh, Break, break Me Up Inside or whatever Yeah, that right, wasn't that, didn't that feature a man who rapped from oh, a yeah. different band? I guess <laughs> I had just always assumed he was in Evanescence, but maybe not. I mean, I guess I have to look this up now. But, was, Sean, how are you doing? I'm okay. Now I'm like, also, was Evanescence a Christian rock group? I believe they were, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> The song is called Bring Me to Life. Bring Me to Life. Now let's see if it's featuring anyone. Okay. Um, Sean, not a lot of news today. Um, no, not a ton. Not a ton. Um, um, I would, but well, well, there's a couple of crucial stories. I would say I don't know if ne- necessarily these are NBA specific or super relevant to the coming season, but there are a couple things that I felt like I kind of care deeply about. Weird. So, bring me to life features 
guest, uncredited guest vocals from Paul McCoy from the band 12 Stones. So <laughs> maybe maybe he is appearing today because he is uncredited. Um, 12 Stones, do you think they're do you think they're a Christian band? I'm, well, I'll tell you one thing they can't do. What's that? Wake up! <laughs> um. uh, they are considered post-grunge alternative rock slash alternative metal slash Christian rock slash new metal. And they are still right. active today. Um, Evanescence is, of course, uh, 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 Jesus' paramour. Uh-huh. That right? <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Uh-huh. Uh, they're they're the main uh, twelve stone songs. A lot of them have been used in wrestling events. Uh, yeah, also, that sounds right. The Electra soundtrack and the Daredevil soundtrack. Well, Bring Me to Life is in the movie Daredevil several times, I believe. Oh, is is anyone brought to life in that movie? I have actually never seen Daredevil. Uh, I mean, you don't have to. I'm I not, watched I'm it not missing out, pretty recently, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, a major a major plot line of the Ben Affleck movie, Daredevil, is he likes to crank new metal really, really loud in his apartment at all hours of the day to drown out the sounds of the city or whatever. Oh, because it echo gets or two. Yeah. And he sleeps just like Joe Rogan in a sensory deprivation tank. Wow. You know who isn't that kind of similar to what the accountant does as well? It is very similar <laughs> to the accountant. It it is very much an, an accountant level performance, I would say. I I I felt weird. I watched the accountant with my girlfriend, and like two thirds of the way in, we were both like, "This is weird," but I wish there was more accounting. Sure. Oh, wouldn't it be weird if, like, Jason Bourne had a job like that, too? It's just weird yeah. <laughs> that that is, like, the <laughs> the hook of that movie is it's like, what if the Bourne identity uh-huh. also did math? Yeah. Well, and it, it also, to me, it really reads like a movie where they had written a character with, like, severe autism, and some groups were like, whoa, you have got to add some scenes about this not being a terrible like yeah like, not where autism doesn't make you more likely to murder yeah that's i mean that is the plot but then they have some tacked on stuff where it's like oh they just need a uh, they just need aut- autism school and then right uh yeah um before we get to uh some basketball news today um some business real quick you can always email us at mm-hmm. roundrockpod at gmail.com. We want to hear your emails. It's getting into some slow times, so probably be doing uh, some listener questions again pretty soon. So send those our way. Also, follow us on Twitter at roundrockpod. Um, and it's fantasy season, uh, both football and basketball. And if you Venmo me a dollar... We will name your fantasy football or basketball Incredible. teams. Incredible. That's, um, it's such a good deal. Yeah. Uh, some of the names we had last year that were very good. Uh, <laughs> Fumbledore, Dean of Pigskindor, I believe, was my favorite <laughs> name we gave someone. 
Um, do you yeah. remember some of the other names we had, Sean? Uh, I kind of don't actually. I also I've, kind of don't. But I, we did have we, lots. We of named happy a customers. lot of them. Yeah, yeah, people seemed happy, but I don't totally remember what any of them were. No, I've they were good. Those. They were good names, though. I promise. They were good. They were really good. Um, yeah. Um, Sean, you know what you should name your fantasy football team this year? Oh yeah, what should I name it? Daddy's always happy. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> disturbing. Uh, yeah, that leads us to our top story of the day. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is possibly the most round ball rock story we've ever had to cover. Um, Gordon Hayward from the Celtics, you know, yes. uh, the Great White Hope, <laughs> and, uh, told Celtics fans today that he would like. Celtics fans to chant daddy's always happy at him. I I I hate that. I hate that <laughs> so much. Like I I'm I'm unhappy. Okay. I never like it when basically anyone says daddy at any point that is over the age of what's the daddy cutoff? 8. I, I don't even like it at eight. It's okay. It's okay if you've had like a traumatic event happen. Like if you have a broken leg, whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah, like six maybe. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't even go that far, dude. Um, Daddy is <laughs> the way what <laughs> the internet has turned daddy into a strictly sexual term. Yes. Now and it's even worse when a child says it, I think. <laughs> now, I'm, it real I hate it. I don't I don't like daddy long legs. I just like Yeah, even Do, do you like the board game Don't Wake Daddy? <laughs> I mean, that's weird now because <laughs> Oh, you think? I just, it was weird then. It Sean. was weird then. It was weird then. Like, I lived in the Castro district of San Francisco so long that, uh, like, it it really changed my perspective on Daddy forever. Like, even even if you were like crisscross was around now, and they were like, Daddy Mac Mac will make you jump, and it'd be like, is this like some kind of weird dom sub relationship? Yeah, that crisscross have with each other. Ugh. Uh. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> can I read you something that makes this worse? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so, so not yeah. only is this the worst chant ever, let me read you. So, he wants. So sorry, just to no, reestablish no, this. Sorry. <laughs> Gordon Hayward I... wants Celtics fans to chant during games when he enters the game, Daddy's always happy. Yes. Which does not make sense. Also, how do you chant that? <laughs> Dad, Daddy's always happy. I hate it so much. <laughs> and it doesn't work. Always isn't a word you can chant. Um, like, Daddy's so, happy would at least work as a... Oh, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> so let me read you, because I didn't understand the origin of this. This appeared to me when I saw it. <laughs> when I saw it as a headline, it like came out of the blue. Like because first off, before we get to the reasoning, uh. um, is there a less? Our friends over at the Take It or Break It podcast yeah. always talk about Daddy LeBron. Yeah. 
and how and you know what i'm gonna say that's like one when they're talking about it it doesn't bother me yeah because Uh, it's 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 all about the power dynamic and it's very clear like for whatever reason lebron does not have a particularly sexual vibe I yeah, would say. Daddy, Daddy LeBron and Daddy Warbucks are the only times I'm okay with Daddy. I think now. I think that's with right. Someone being called Daddy, yeah. <laughs> um, Daddy <laughs> Warbucks still a cool name. Very cool name. Yeah, he, it sounds cool. He was, <laughs> he was, he was, he was the original compassionate conservative. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he the version the version of uh, Daddy Warbucks that exists for us today is Marcus Lemonis, the prophet on CNBC. That's true. That's um, the only good billionaire. Um, but uh, but is there a less daddy player than Gordon Hayward? No, because I would say the Celtics clearly have a daddy. And his name is Al Horford, right? I would think, no. You you don't feel like he... Well, he's not daddy in the LeBron set. Sorry, he's more of a father figure. Yeah, he's Who, pop-up. He's pop-up, that's right. <laughs> uh, the like yeah, wants like, us to think Brad Stevens is daddy there, but he is not. You can't be daddy if you've never had sex. And you're an incel, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he I mean, has two clearly adopted children, which he has raised as his false biological children. But, well, okay, it's possible that those children were the product of a sperm donation. I will I will keep th- that possibility alive. Look, the only daddy at the Celtics is Daddy Ainge. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> he'll punish you for playing with a torn hip muscle and yeah, send you away. Uh, <laughs> uh, he has definite problems dealing with grief. What with how uh-huh. he's always trading people with dead relatives. That's true. That's true. Um, Daddy doesn't like a towel getting thrown in his face, like when he was uh, coaching the Suns and <laughs> gave the Lakers he, Robert Horry and made his career. <laughs> he likes deals, hence the Chipotle thing. Daddy's bringing home a bowl of carnitas. Get ready. <laughs> And white um, rice. That's the most Danny Age thing, that he eats Mexican food all the time, but it's always with white rice. Yeah. And then Kyrie Irving is not very daddy either. He's like a... He's like a weird uncle. You know what he, I mean? Like, he's, I was going to say he's like... A, well, I mean, obviously he's a weird uncle. He's Uncle Drew. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> literally is. But no, he's more like the... Um, the Hale Bop Comet cult leader, yeah, whatever he is. Right, right. <laughs> that guy might have been like an admiral of some yeah. kind. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, he could be like the captain of a spaceship. Mm, I don't... Not, well, I mean, not in any kind of military I mean... capacity. Now I'm... <laughs> yeah, like, maybe like a... Like a weird Guardians of the Galaxy style captain role. Oh yeah, I guess that's yeah. Like, but I mean, not in any. You know, he's not like running the Battlestar Galactica. You know, the reason I thought I. You know, the reason <laughs> the reason I thought the guy who led Heaven's Gate was named the Admiral is that his name was Marshall, uh-huh. but that's just his birth name. He was not. 
He was not any kind of law enforcement uh, official. Um, hey, if you can hear hissing in the background, some spl- some sprinklers went on ten feet away from me, so I'm sorry about that. We apologize. Um, <laughs> they should be done in a second. Um, oh, but so I guess now I should introduce context to Daddy's. Oh <laughs> Daddy's yeah, 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 yeah. That <laughs> um, I'm gonna read you just the direct quote from this uh, NBC.com. Uh, NBCSports.com, I don't know what. It was from Kurt Helen retweeted it into my feed. Uh, it was, quote, While streaming on his Twitch channel this week, Hayward said he believes fans should break out a chant of Daddy's always happy when he takes the court at home. This is a reference to the viral video of Hayward reacting to the gender reveal of his latest child. I... Hate that so. Those are the worst set of sentences I think we've read on this podcast ever, and that includes the multiple times we've read the Ray Allen sects. Uh, (laughs) I mean, he is okay. Look, Gordon Hayward, legit Twitch channel. He's a competitive Halo player, uh, a real nerd. But he had a gender reveal viral video. Like, Where he said the phrase "Daddy's always happy" at some point, yes. Like, like I guess with a boy or a girl. Well, Great. look. Here's the thing. <laughs> Celtics fans gotta stop, man. There's no reason to be watching gender reveal Gordon Hayward videos. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, like I didn't know this existed. In fact, there's no reason to be making gender reveal videos uh-huh. unless. That young, like, that, unless you're sending them to like a faraway relative, and in that case, the video should be like, "Grandma, it's gonna be a boy." Yeah, yeah, like, like, and and we're sending him to this boarding academy. Yeah, like, like uh, not firing different colored confettis into the air while an alligator snaps at your pregnant wife's feet yeah. or whatever. Like, stop like, it. Also, who cares? Like, like the baby's gonna be like, we're you're gonna know. For one thing, and you're like, oh, thank God, we know the gender of Gordon Hayward's baby. Thank God. D- don't Boston fans have like a really good baseball team, a compelling football team, uh, a city rich in history? But no, you you goddamn nerds are just on your computers watching a viral video of Gordon the gender reveal. It's so creepy. Why are you so interested in someone else's unborn baby? <laughs> um, Get out of here. Also, it's 2018. Uh, look, that gender reveal should happen when the child is like 18 years old. <laughs> right? Yeah, gender is a construct. Yeah, what ha- is he going to have to make a new video if, uh, you know, what if what if that child's non-binary? It's, it's yeah. not that unlikely. Gordon Hayward needs, like, a pronoun tutorial video. And then he just shoots off a, conke- a bunch of confetti and it spells out, I'm sorry. My gender reveal video for my child, it's just going to shoot out yellow confetti that says they slash them. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot more. <laughs> it's very respectful. Um, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I have a, I have a feeling... This is a he's Gordon Hayward is specifically angling 
for one Celtics fans uh, love here. Uh huh. Is that Bill you know Simmons? who that is? It is Bill Simmons, <laughs> the, the fellow chant. Twitch streamer. <laughs> Bill Simmons. Yes, uh, who who is revealing a lot about his children. Not necessarily their gender, but their Instagram handles. Yeah. Uh, you know, his Twitch son streamer. did have an amazing analogy about Migos recently. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Kevin Durant shut that down. That was the coolest thing Kevin Durant's done since coming to the Warriors. Wait, CJ McCollum's Bill Simmons' son? <laughs> um... But no, because as our friend, uh, friend of the pod, editor, de- editor at deadspin.com, uh-huh. David J. Roth pointed out one time. Yes. Uh, Bill Simmons in 2014 tried to start a Twitter account called Celtics Chance. Yes. Uh, and one of the chants he wanted the Celtics fans to, <laughs> to chant during a playoff game against lebron james was we can smell it we can smell it uh yeah he started this may 11th 2010 uh the the first suggested chant was new york knicks new york knicks for lebron's first trip to the free throw line okay that doesn't make any Um, sense but anyway we don't need to relitigate celtics at celtics chance they have not tweeted since 2012 the definite worst Celtics chant is we can smell it, right? The definitive worst Bill Simmons Celtics chant is we can smell it. That is for sure the worst, yes. So here's my question. Is we can smell it a better a better chant than daddy's always happy? Yes. Uh, well, no. No, daddy's always happy is the worst. <laughs> I do have to say... We can smell it is pretty bad, uh, and then, but but chanting WNBA at Vince Carter that didn't age well. No, that's even just, though we did put up a podcast yesterday where we were making fun of the WNBA. Well, to be fair, no, I mean not making fun. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. I was kidding. <laughs> Again, gender's a construct. That's true. That's um, true. Yeah. Uh, Joanna Man should be allowed to play wherever he wants to play. Look, um, in, yes. well, I mean, where they want to play. Um, <sighs> anything uh, else you want to say about Daddy's Always Happy? No, I would just say check out. Um, just go to Twitter and search for Celtics Chance and <laughs> keep up on everything that's going on. Like, you know, they're gonna need a Jason Tatum chant soon. Here's uh, a, like, actually, like maybe nephews always happy. I don't know. Here's a question. Yeah. Are Celtics fans going to try and chant this for Gordon Hayward? Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> You've ever seen like 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 all this like high school sports bullshit that happens at Fenway Park and stuff? Uh when they like unroll banners about how baseball is racist or whatever oh that's right yeah yeah or but just like <laughs> but just like adult men yelling at other adult men like we gotta do it they need us we need the crowd to carry us i just remember mm-hmm. like something like 10 years ago 
someone was talking on the inside the NBA about like hostile crowds and like places to play, and Charles Barkley was just like, "The crowd doesn't matter. Come on, <laughs> like you're like um, you're like cosplaying." <laughs> now, what I do want to point out real quick before we leave this topic, yeah, is I did ask noted Celtics fan Mike Malloy. Uh-huh. I tweeted the headline at him uh-huh. and just said, hey, Mike Malloy, please defend this. Uh-huh. And his response was, I told you he's on the trading block. <laughs> so <laughs> that is how indefensible this chant is that noted Boston homer Mike Malloy is not even willing to defend it let alone make fun of me or fight me over it. Things he would definitely enjoy doing. Oh my god. <laughs> if it I, were yeah. defensible. <laughs> I I don't want to say this, but I think all Danny Ainge is waiting for is something to go wrong in the pregnancy of Gordon Hayward's wife and then Jesus. He will be don't say that. Don't say that. I'm sorry, I won't <laughs> say that. I'm not saying that. I don't think it'll happen. I think they'll just trade him after he like closes on a home maybe like enrolls his child in preschool something with like a punishing personal commitment that Danny Ainge would ruin yeah yeah all right let's get off of this before it gets even darker okay um <laughs> the other thing we wanted to talk about today yes is uh Kawhi Kawhi Leonard wrote a letter to the mm-hmm. fans of San Antonio yeah Joey would you like to read this letter Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it's difficult to read. It is. Because every sentence ends in an exclamation point. <laughs> um. <laughs> it is like a Michael Scott screenplay, kind of. Yeah. Um, but here we go. San Antonio. I've been going back and forth the last few weeks trying to figure out the right things to say. And it comes down to two simple words. Thank you! My family and I want to say thank you to the entire Spurs organization and the people and fans of San Antonio. Thank you to every one of my teammates I've played with over my seven years in the NBA. Thank you, Pop. I'll always be grateful for my growth under your guidance. Thank you to the fans. There is not a more passionate or dedicated fan base than what I've witnessed in San Antonio. Through all the ups and downs, I'm glad there were many more ups. I'll never forget what we have shared and accomplished together. While I'm looking forward to the next chapter in my career, I'll always remember the city and the people of San Antonio. Thank you. Thank you, Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Uh, thank you is in all caps every time, by the way. I think That's you did a good I job. Read it that way. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a really good performance. Thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> So he, let's just start at the beginning. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> he's well, been going. That, oh, yeah, yeah. No, please no. describe the appearance of the letter. Yeah. <laughs> it is in a very strange color blue. And in a font I do not recognize. <laughs> it's like almost aerial, but not quite as like businessy is Ariel. <laughs> yeah, it it feels like like something that would be like the default like getting an email from your grandma maybe. Mhm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like it's like the letters are too big 
and it's kind of ch- it's like a light blue too. Yeah. Oh, and it also has his terrible hand logo uh, at the bottom, uh, which no one likes. No. Right. No. I hate that. Okay. <laughs> so here's... Yeah, this... Okay, so you said that the, the appearance in general reminded you of Dan Gilbert's letter yes, to I the season ticket holders. Yes, I that it was the Kawamic fans letter. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of, um, like, Dwight Howard's old biography that he had on his website. Yeah, were you able to find that? Um, I can't. I'll find it. I'll find it before we put it up. We'll tweet out uh, a picture of it. Yeah, it's um, it's like insane. It's insane and dorky and not funny. Um, I'll wow, I can't believe Dwight Howard was those things. Yeah, I know. Um, but just like thank you. But also, I mean, fundamentally, he'd been going back and forth the last few weeks. You know, the trade happened in mid July. He had weeks to do it, and that's what he came up with. Mm-hmm. Was that shitty ass letter and just saying thank you. He singled out one individual, and he all he said was about pop. He he basically said, "I'll." He said, "I'll always be grateful for my growth under your guidance." He said, "Thanks, Coach Pop. I'm I'm good." Like, that's basically what he said. I'm grateful I did so well. It's also very strange that he's like, oh, man, whoa, it was so great to go through all the ups and downs with you guys. Yeah. And it's Uh, like when the downs are 100% Kawhi Leonard's fault. Yeah, the only downs that aren't his fault are like. Zaza Ray Pachulia's Allen hitting fault. that, tra- yeah, and Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> but it, yeah, let's also keep in mind that he already had a sprained ankle at yeah. that point. Okay, and look, we love Zaza here. We're a very pro Zaza podcast. Thank you, Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> Thank you, Zaza. Is... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, also, just compared to like what nice, heartfelt things DeMar DeRozan wrote immediately about the city yeah. of Toronto, like within minutes of the trade and this took him weeks i can't believe it also the, the weird thing about it is shams great scoop from free agent scam shams mm-hmm. well, i almost called him scams that yeah that would have been blacklisted uh, forever problematic no he's a great <laughs> uh it's a, gr- a wonderful tiny journalist um <laughs> For for some reason, this letter came out at like four in the morning. Yeah, I was awake for some reason, <laughs> and I tweeted it out. Yeah, and uh, friend of the pod, no friendo, was mm-hmm. like, "Joey, it's four thirty in the morning. Why are you <laughs> tweeting?" <laughs> but like, the trade also broke in the middle of the night. Like, it's just weird. Like, it's. Well, didn't was somebody tra- like the trade? Didn't the trade break so late because Masai was in Africa? Well, that's what I'm assuming. So I'm like, is Kawhi in like Eastern Europe or something? Is he not? <laughs> like, or is is Shams actually taking a vacation? Maybe. Well, I mean, that would to be, be fair, nice. it was four thirty here. Okay, which means it was seven thirty East Coast time. Just which is still too early. <laughs> Improbably early. 
this is a shitty letter. Let's just say uh, that. Yes. If somebody sent me... Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to present you a hypothetical here, Sean. How old would the child have to be where you got this thank you letter for a gift and it was exactly like this. Yeah. And you would think it was acceptable. I mean, we're talking about like, now look, I'm not trying to cast aspersions because who knows who actually wrote this, but this uncle Dennis wrote this. Yeah. It seems like it was written by a child with a learning disability. Like, like, well, I don't want to call uncle Dennis a child. Don't put words in my mouth. No, no, no. This was not professionally done. Yeah. I would say, but it's it's just like the all caps and the exclamation marks are so enthusiastic that they seem completely false. Yes. Well, because it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a child sending me a thank you note like this. I would say they eight. It's ex- I'm saying eight. You're saying eight. I'm yeah. saying I would still take it from like a seventh grader because I would be like, well, at least it is. A thank you note, like they maybe have not gotten into the five paragraph essay yet. They drew that terrible hand logo. Yeah, like like at least they're they're trying, they're trying to put it together. But yeah, like like that should not be a way that you communicate with people post puberty, I would say. No. Yeah. Definitely not. Uh I mean, I'm still very optimistic about the Raptors because uh, writing a letter will be something that Kawhi Leonard will not really ever have to do again unless he uh, forces his way out of another town. Here's what I don't understand. Like, why even write the letter? Like, now? Yeah. Like, no, but, I mean, look, you left contentiously. Mm -hmm. Like... I understand thanking the fans yeah. if it's, like, real. But you don't have to do this. Like, I... I've left plenty of jobs and not written, like, thank you emails. <laughs> right, right. Well, also, wouldn't it have been more effective if he had just, like, taken out an ad that said, thank you, San Antonio? Yeah. Like, if it just simplified it, but... The ups and downs, I'm glad there were many more ups, is like like a it's very Dwight Howardy. It's very <laughs> like sociopath uh putting a smile on a suicidally yeah. depressed face. Kawhi might as well have his arm around this letter while the letter is drinking a diet Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like this is a letter that Greg Popovich would have crumpled up and thrown away without finishing. 100%. Yeah. Just... Yeah. I'm, I really hope he sent Popovich a personal letter that was better than this. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like he, well, this, this is just imagine, like, what was the, like, condolence note he sent to Popovich after his wife passed? Just like, I've been thinking about it for a couple months since the death of your wife. And I just wanted to <laughs> say, all yesterday. caps, sorry <laughs> to the struggle you had taking care of her. 
Sorry. <laughs> Divorcing my way out of town while you were grieving the loss of your life partner. Sorry. Um, uh, maybe, right, maybe his hand is too much of a claw and it actually takes him three weeks to write. That a actually might be. That's, he just, he can't that is type. the best. That is actually the best uh, reason for he's, this. He's actually like just holding a pair of chopsticks in his enormous hands, hitting the keyboard one letter at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why it's like, that's why ever though it's like all caps, if he capitalizes something, it's so much of an effort that, you know, he's got to go the full words. And like italics, forget about it. That's why it's like whatever the default font on like my first letter software is that he's like I can't I can't change it my hands are too big light blue like the invitation to like a a child's Valentine's Day party although I do think the font would be a good choice if you were inviting someone to a gender reveal party although oh, it's kind of sure. t- it's kind of tip in the hand that it's light blue well, but, but if you're trying it might be a faint though oh that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Daddy's Look, always tricking. Dad- <laughs> um, should we do an ad read now? Yeah, let's put one in. Uh, this is our ad read. Today's episode of Round Ball Rock is sponsored by Zipser Recruit, the smartest way to hire Paul Zipser. If you have staffing needs for your business and that position needs to be filled by a six-foot-eight European, Zipser Recruiter is the best and only solution for you. Here's how it works. Visit Zipser Recruiter and choose from their five categories. German translator, shooting guard, henchman in an action movie, small forward, or bricklayer. Then Zipser Recruiter sends you a short list of candidates. An extremely short list. It's just former Chicago Bull Paul Zipser. Then you choose contract link, ranging from 10-day to two-way to corporate training camp invite. Look, Paul Zipper is happy to just compete for a job, though you must provide tearaway pants with your business's logo. Zipser Recruiter has connected countless employees to Paul Zipser, including the Chicago Bulls, Bayern Munich, and the Windy City Bulls. Act now and receive a free Derrick Rose. And in a few months, Zipser Recruiter will also be able to connect you to Fred Hoiberg once he's unemployed. Use promo code DROUNDBALL, D, and get a pair of game-worn Zipser tights. Zipser Recruiter Mania. Catch it, then bobble it, and lose it out of bounds. All right. Um, thank some you. Other big, well, yeah, thank you, Zipser Recruiter. Uh, hopefully you get signed. I like yeah. that guy. I, I've had Zipser Mania. It's yeah. a fun disease. Yeah. Um, the Christmas games were released, Sean. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't mention uh, the the openers, which is. I mean, some of these just like duplicate, but. Well, I do want to mention something about the openers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, let's uh, let's do Lakers the openers fans, first. Yeah, get out of your feelings. Oh yeah, <laughs> so many Lakers fans I saw were complaining about like we've got to open on the road. And then our home opener is four days after the opener. And it's like, yeah, you've been a really terrible team for a very long time now. Yeah. And yeah. And, and also 
you know, and there's there's more teams in the Eastern. Like like the Lakers were on TV a whole lot for a 25 win team. Yeah, you know, uh, they were on TV the maximum amount of times. The 32 or whatever it is. Yeah, and like part of that is teams playing in the Pacific uh, time zone are going to get to be on TV more because you know they they do double headers on TNT. Yeah. Uh, so TNT's opening the season with Sixers at Celtics and then Oklahoma City Thunder at Warriors. Uh, Seems yeah. appropriate to me. Um, um, although it's pretty fucked up, I gotta say, that they've got they're gonna make Russell Westbrook watch Kevin Durant get his second championship. Oh game. yeah, that that'll <laughs> be fun. That will be fun. Uh, Paul George will be there, actually stumping for whatever Republican candidate. Playoff GOP is going to be there. Playoff GOP. Uh, <laughs> Again, I wish I'd come up with playoff GOP. That is Julian Rodriguez yeah. at Juice Manji on Twitter. Please, follow please him. Follow him. Like follow. And Best then, basketball follow. So yeah, they, it was just weird that that people were complaining that the Lakers weren't opening until the third day of the season but there's yeah. like but yeah the game the well, second they were day... complaining that they open on the road i think too that was another complaint i saw yeah which is like you know the 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 teams that have been hosting okay so the the games that are the opening games it's like sixers at celtics okay the celtics that's the the three seed against the one seed last year mm-hmm. Uh, the Thunder and Warriors. It's like you know that that's a real rivalry, and it's the NBA champion. The next night, it's Pelicans at Rockets. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, a superstar, and and then the next, I mean, there is a Mavs Suns game that theoretically could have been a TNT game, but I think TNT just gets. I don't know, man. They're on. They're on the first Thursday TNT game. Yeah, they're playing the three know, seed. Portland should get to host that game. Yeah. They were way better last year. <laughs> um, but let's go through the Christmas games because that's more interesting. To yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah. Openers. Um, so at 9 a.m., mm-hmm. this game fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> uh, there is coal in your stocking and also shit on your television because it's the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks versus the New York Knicks. Yeah. Uh, the Knicks are not going to be good. They're probably no. not really going to be that fun, except this could be where Mario Hazonia really hits his stride. In a shootout this, with Giannis, yeah. that would be my Christmas wish. This, to me, is so fucked up, I that gotta the, say. That the Knicks just get to host a Christmas game every year? Like, what does Toronto have to do to get to play on one of these marquee days? Did they? Didn't they? Oh, did they not get to play on Christmas last year? They've never played on Christmas, and their their playoff games are always on NBA TV. But isn't um, isn't Canadian Christmas like December eleventh or something? <laughs> no, they play on Boxing Day. Oh, oh um, okay. yeah, yeah. Canadian yeah they should Boxing play Day. on Boxing Day. <laughs> um, but no, like Bucks at Raptors would be ten thousand times better. Yeah, but I think. Um... I just feel like maybe they're picking. Well, we'll get to this, but I think it's like 
I mean, I, I, I really think the answer is it'll sell out. Lots of famous people go. It's at noon. You know, like, it's, it is... Sure. It's the spot for the shittiest game. And, like, last year it was really fun to watch the Knicks rally to tie a game and then blow it at the end. It's um, just crazy that, like, the Knicks just get to play on Christmas forever, no matter how good they are. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But isn't isn't it also, like, um, kind of like a thing for NBA employees? Kind of like is that I don't know if that's part of the thinking, but you know, like the NBA offices are there, but they don't have to go on the road to watch these games. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, let's get to the twelve o'clock. Yeah, game. that that's you're right. I just kind of <laughs> it's the mecca, you know. And what says mecca more than Christmas? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they should have to play Ramadan games if they're going to keep calling themselves the Mecca. Although Ramadan um, is a month long, so they are. Anyway. All right, at 12 o'clock, uh-huh. we have the Oklahoma City Thunder playing the Houston Rockets. It's a good game. I love it. I love it. You know what I like The about mellow it, revenge game. The mellow revenge game and just one more opportunity to just talk about the James Harden trade. At Christmas, just ruining it <laughs> a little more for Oklahoma City. Um, and you know, I'm I'm sure. Well, actually, it's going to be. I'll tell it... you who's not happy about this. Who's that? Playoff GOP. No, because once again, this is proof that there's a war against Christmas. That's true. That he has to work on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think do you think he and Ted Cruz are going to hug before the game? Oh, number 100%. one Rockets fan, one hundred percent, dude. Tillman Fertitta is going to be like, you personally saved me fifty million dollars in taxes by helping to sway the Senate. <laughs> also, um, I think there's a good chance that the Rockets could win this game by like thirty points. Why do you say that? <laughs> uh, just because. Like I, I think they're better for one, and I could also. I mean, the Thunder got a lot better this offseason. I think the Thunder that. might be better than the Rockets this year. Wow. I mean, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. But... Uh, it just seems like a game where, like, if Eric Gordon gets hot, this could become like a terrible game at halftime, and like kind of, kind of embarrassing for Oklahoma City. I don't know why I think that, but they, they seem like they don't match up wonderfully with the Rockets because they have like one guy on their whole team that can shoot threes. Hmm. Okay. That's that's uh, the real reason. It's just uh but they they should be a really good defensive team. And you know, I I wouldn't be shocked if they went further in the playoffs, but I just think this particular Christmas game uh really could be like a James Harden Chris Paul beatdown of the Thunder. Here is one thing I will say uh, helps you in that uh, with that position is uh, James Harden is whatever the opposite of a family man is. So yeah, he true. does not care that it's Christmas. No, no. And uh, he'll be motivated by all the coal in his stocking 
from whatever he did to Moses Malone Jr. this year that Santa... <laughs> also, like, his look is kind of evil Santa, right? Yeah. Black beard, a little pudgy, you know. I'm I'm still making fun of him for being fat, like, three years ago. Okay. Right. Um. um all right, let's get to our next game. Yeah. Uh, Daddy's not happy because uh-huh. he has to play in philadelphia yeah the boston celtics versus the philadelphia 76ers yeah he's gonna have like an incredible he's gonna have like a present reveal video that backfires on him horribly when his children realize santa isn't real Mm -hmm. so that's gonna be tough um uh it is it risky to have games on christmas in philadelphia like a place where they have like they have booed. not had a great yeah, they, yeah, they Santa a and great Philadelphia. Track <laughs> uh, I also kind of feel like Philly's on such just a general citywide winning streak right now that just winning a Christmas game could also set off like a minor riot. <laughs> like like because if they decorate any, you know how like cities will sometimes like wrap up a. Uh, a streetlight to look like a candy cane. Yeah. And that to to like a Philadelphia fan, that's just like a like just makes the climbing easier. You know what well, I mean? Well, it's like also that's like a extra like traction. a bull. It's like a when a bull sees, oh, yeah, sees the one. color red. Yeah. Yeah. They get really upset <laughs> at Christmas. <laughs> Christmas iconography. Um. Uh, they are for sure. Really pushing this Celtics Sixers rivalry because why wouldn't they 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 refuse to show toronto on television so they have to show these two teams like (laughs) no one else in the east is like like what else are they going to show like wizards pacers yeah well you know they uh they got a strongly worded letter from Kawhi leonard about not putting the raptors on but unfortunately i arrived this morning (laughs) it took him so long to register his protest. But maybe they're just like, let's not put the Raptors on a big stage until it's absolutely necessary because it doesn't go well for them. Like, let's let's let them make it to 2019 without having <laughs> their hearts broken. Um, all right, and then your next game at uh-huh. 5 o'clock, the marquee game of the day. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Lakers versus yes. the Golden State Warriors. Oh my gosh! In in Oakland, what a! I have a prediction here. Yes, uh, this will be one of the first games Boogie Cousins plays with the Warriors. Oh, that's perfect. That it's like his second or third game. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't really have a reason to hustle back. But also, it'll be like ten months at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I could see that like a kind of like like our generation's Willis Reed to Marcus Cousins coming out of the locker room with an injury uh, and beating <laughs> the Lakers just like the original Willis Reed. Um, the only the only thing I would say is I was really hoping that the NBA would like through an error or malice just schedule the Cavs against the Warriors again. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, wait, what? And and it's just Colin Sexton turning the ball over the backcourt 17 times. Uh, I don't know why I would. I think he would do that, but I think he would do that. Uh, sure. Do you think the Lakers will be 
like rounded into shape playing as a team? No. This will be their nadir, would be my guess. It seems like they have a lot of Grinches on the team, too. Like, Rondo, straight-up Grinch. Lance Stevenson is a Grinch. I will say something about Lance Stevenson. Uh-huh. I don't like him. He's a terrible person. Uh-huh. He pushed a woman down the stairs. Yes. Uh, but I did see a video of him uh, playing pickup games while wearing a do-rag the other day, and uh, that was tight. That's, he, they should, he should play in a do-rag. I'm not excusing his behavior, but Lance Stevenson is cool. All right. Um, your next, <laughs> our next game, uh, our final game of the night, uh, the Portland Trailblazers at the Utah Jazz. Oh, my God. This seems like a weird one. It is. It's like, so the slot for this last year, I think it was like. Didn't the Wolves play in the slot last year? This is oh. where they put the young team. Yeah, this Where it's is like, like this is who we think is gonna be the like the future of the league. I feel like it's weird that Utah is hosting a game on Christmas. Only because why? Like, why? Why would that be weird, Sean? Just, just it seems like like they're not always into Sunday basketball. Just when it's mm-hmm. not Jesus's birthday, right? And it seems like uh, you know, like like wouldn't you just want to have the game in Portland, maybe? I just to look, save that? I don't know about... I don't know very much about Mormonism. It might have just been their old owner. True. It might not reflect the fan base at all. I just know the old owner wouldn't go to playoff games even if they were being held on Sunday. Um, I don't know very much about Mormonism, but my question is, is what day did Joseph Smith find the golden tablets? Was that the 25th? I... Was that Christmas? Because <laughs> <laughs> I I read that uh, John Krakauer book pretty recently about the history of the Mormon faith, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sit this one out. Okay, because I feel <laughs> like I feel like I don't. This is one. Yeah, look, Gordon Hayward's unborn child is one thing, but uh, the tenets of the Mormon. <laughs> uh, it is a weird matchup, though, right? I mean, I guess they 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 could be two of the top four teams in the West. Like, they kind of had a rivalry last year, it seemed like. I mean, this to me feels like the NBA going all in on Donovan Mitchell. Which is like, I just, I would feel more comfortable with Donovan Mitchell if I didn't feel like there was such a calculated campaign behind it. I mean, sure. Um, I mean, whatever. I mean, it happens. It happens a bunch. But I just wonder. Like, it's very possible that he's like okay <clears throat> next year. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's not yes. like he was a he was a good. You know, he was good at getting buckets on a heavily defensive team without that many. But it's it, it's just not that uncommon for a guy in his second year. To, to maybe maybe the league to catch up with him a little bit. Right. Uh but like you know, it's it's a it's like a it's a I like the game because it's going to be some exposure to like the, te- the both teams have such kind of like odd rosters. Yeah. You know I mean, it's like Nurkic and Gobert and Evan Turner and uh 
like a an Australian, a big Australian guy. <laughs> like if, uh, if Nurkic really wanted to become famous, uh-huh. he would fight Rudy Gobert in this game. Oh my God! Yeah, that's the time to do it, dude. On Christmas, <laughs> the ultimate outlaw. Yeah. And he's a Muslim. What does he care? <laughs> right? He's a big Bosnian. He's probably going to become a vegan. Like, like he might be in a band at this point, right? He's he's pretty Portland, right? Anyway, yeah. I think I think one thing that's great about this is that on the East Coast, this game is getting started at like ten thirty. People are going to be like kind of sleepy, kind of drunk, and I feel like a lot of things in the game might seem surreal. Just because of like the odd, where you're like, yeah, is Portland like, playing four white players right now? Well, and also <laughs> like, why is no one on Portland taller than six five? Yeah, like, uh, and then <laughs> it's like, oh, the like, and then and then like, well, here's the thing that people have to realize too is that you y- you want a lot of people want to stay up late to see Derek Favors and catch a glimpse of him, but you don't want to do that because you won't get any mildly disappointing presents. Otherwise, you just need to go to bed, and then Derek Favors will drop off 12 points and 9 rebounds <laughs> Yeah, he's tree. like the NBA's elf on the shelf. Yeah, right. Don't uh, look directly at him. <laughs> don't mention him. Yeah, but actually, I'm, I'm very excited for... The one thing that I will say about the chip is there's one player in the NBA who represents to me all the goodness of Christmas more than any other, and that is Ricky Rubio. Oh, totally good. Good, po- great point, Sean. Yeah, like he is essentially like uh, Will Ferrell's character in Elf. Totally. Like, would you be surprised if if he just ate like maple syrup? And stuff from, like, hummingbird feeders. <laughs> Ricky, stop it, Ricky. Ricky, no. Get away, Ricky. It is delicious. It makes me smile. Ricky, no. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited. Like, like that Blazers-Jazz game, I'm, I'm, like, getting more pumped about it. I mean... It's weird you're getting pumped about it. I don't know. I'm, like, talking myself into it. Also, I'm just, like, imagining my dad definitely falling asleep in the first quarter and periodically, like, shaking himself awake and asking me questions about what's happening. And then, like, at commercial... Isn't he going to turn it to the Sopranos, like, I was gonna, I was going to say, he's notorious for that. I think he's going to, like, flip it to whatever. Like, if PBS is showing Austin City Limits... That's what he will. <laughs> It'll be like an flipping Emmylou to, Harris concert. He'll flipping it to Emmylou Harris or who's who's the young uh, something something junior, the guy who plays guitar blues guitar, the young guy. I don't know. Anyway, my dad will do that, fall asleep, and then like at halftime he'll put on a live Grateful Dead DVD, and uh, I'll get to see the fourth quarter of this game because we can't miss space music. <laughs> um, all right, and then let's just blow through the Martin yeah, Luther yeah. King Day games. Yeah. Uh, Pelicans at Grizzlies. Memphis should always host a game. Uh, this one should be fun, too. Yeah. Uh, Rockets at Sixers. Uh, this, the battle for Sam Hinkie's soul. Uh, also, two, two um, 
cities, I would say, with troubling racial pasts. That's a very good point. <laughs> um, and the Golden State Warriors versus the Los Angeles Lakers Just, at the Lakers. I mean, this is all. This is basically the Warriors-Cavs schedule that they have just poured it over right but uh you know two titans of equality lebron james and steve kerr so (laughs) (laughs) um steve kerr a lot of people haven't learned this but he has opened a school for underprivileged surfers in uh, the pacific palisades so congratulations to steve kerr you know how baseball now is giving out weird trophies for like dumb games Oh Where, yeah, yeah, yeah! Like, like the the bridge series, the bridge yeah. trophy between the A's and Giants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Steph Curry versus LeBron James trophy should be the U Bum trophy. Oh, that's great! And it's yeah. just yeah, and like <laughs> both teams can celebrate it. And yeah, it's a plaque with that tweet on it. Yes, U Bum. All right, uh, Sean. So the NBA officially has two holidays that yeah. they take over, Christmas and Martin Luther yeah, King that's, Day. Yeah, that's the triple header. I think there's going to be more games on Martin Luther King Day. At least, if I remember correctly, it was like all day. They, yeah, probably they they're just play a not, lot of day games. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be like an – there might be an early ESPN game and a late ESPN game maybe. Anyway, yeah, they play a lot. Yeah. But... So my question for you, though, mm-hmm. is: Are there any other holidays you'd like to see the NBA take over? You know, I don't. I don't remember when the um, when the season starts exactly, but Columbus Day would be good. It might be too early. Uh... I don't know when Columbus Day is. I'll be honest. Well, it's <laughs> that's because you know it as Indigenous Peoples Day. Because you live in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, the season opener is... Hang on. It is... Uh, October 16th, so too late for Columbus Day. Um, I kind of feel like, why why just give Thanksgiving to football? You know what I mean? Like, this is where you should maybe let... Oh, actually, I guess they kind of, like, max out on that Friday. Well, yeah, I've heard Adam Silver actually talk about this before. Which it's if you're going to make the players play on work Christmas. on Christmas, you should give them Thanksgiving off. All right, that's totally fair, Adam Silver. But yeah, they should. Um, the Raptors should always play on Boxing Day. I definitely think that maybe um, if they, it would take some doing, but if they could schedule some like love triangle games for Valentine's Day, that would be pretty tight. Like maybe- I would like to see. The NBA takeover St. Patrick's Day. Oh my God, that would be fantastic! Because all of the horrible white people are, are already out getting drunk. Like, mm-hmm. let's make it a safe space for people of color to go watch wow. basketball games to get away from the hate crimes happening in the streets. Yeah, and the the Boston Celtics just have to have an intra squad scrimmage. Yeah, <laughs> just just like no, they're the one team that gets it off. Oh yeah, they get it off, and they they have to like go to community policing events instead. Yeah, I also think that the Chicago Bulls should have to play on Casimir Pulaski Day. Mm-hmm. I don't really know when that what the date 
of Casimir Pulaski Day is. It's, and it's to when, be honest, it's when that I girl only, dies of cancer. <laughs> yeah, I only know about it from a Sufjan Stevens song. Yeah, um, he should get to pick their opponent, and but he has to write an album about their home state. No, they should have to play Sufjan and his band. His, oh. He definitely has enough people in he his band a lot of people. to to field a basketball team. Well, and he he actually kind of like he wears his own merch on stage, so in that way, he's kind of like an NBA player. Yeah, <laughs> he is, but he's he's also very Kawhi Leonard esque, where it's like he speaks in whispers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh yeah, yeah had a difficult time uh didn't didn't he also force his way out of a texas based band oh no they're they're the danielson family is not from texas are they no they're from brooklyn I'm sorry i'm thinking um, i'm thinking of uh of course the spree yeah no, i i mean the spree or the ultimate the polyphonic <laughs> spree uh or the ultimate I would like to see an NBA player play one on 30 against a polyphonic spree. I've said yeah. it on the podcast before. Uh-huh. Uh, it would be magical. I think, I think Joel Embiid should set that up. Yeah. And wow. I feel like, I feel like maybe you should make the Washington wizards play on Dia de los Muertos because they're so into funeral games. And also <laughs> they might kill each other this year. <laughs> Uh, I would also, I'm going to be honest, I want to see more New Year's Eve games. Yeah. Seems like that'd be good, because they don't play on New Year's Day, right? No. Well, New Year's Day, New Year's, New Year's Day they definitely should play, because that is when people are super hungover, and, and I don't want to watch whatever bullshit true crime show Netflix is going to put up. Oh, God. God, and we're going to be like, tweeting about it. They're, they're going up against that daytime hockey game. Like, who gives a shit? Oh, it's outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they play a lot of New Year's Eve games, but what if they switch? Just feel like it should be, yeah, like move New Year's Eve and make it New Year's Day. Instead. I mean, you know why, though? They it. don't play on New Year's Day. Everybody's hungover? Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. They don't want to. They don't want to make James Harden play on New Year's Day. And actually, like you, he make might a... vomit on the court. Oh my god! That, <laughs> see, that would be special. I. They play a lot of games on New Year's Eve, by the way, based on last year. <laughs> I know. meant to, I meant New Year's Day, not New Year's Eve. Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. They should just shift it. I understand why they won't, but yeah, that would be way better. I mean, like the bowl games are so weird, anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, that's all I had about holidays, though, I think. Um, well, you did bring up the bowl games. Yes. So, time to talk about the fucking NCAA. Yeah. I think we try our damnedest not to talk about on this podcast. Yeah. But unfortunately, they injected themselves into my favorite sport this week. Yeah. Sean, do you want to do you want to run us through that story? Yeah. So the NCAA, because uh, I don't know, half of the basketball programs in the NCAA are under FBI investigation for some reason. Again, kind of feels like you guys have better things to do with the FBI, but maybe this is keeping them away from uh, you know just surveilling and harassing black people. So, I mean, I guess they are surveilling and harassing black people ultimately 
by going after college assistant coaches. But uh, so they had to make reforms. So they had noted basketball fan Condoleezza Rice, chair of commission. <laughs> Uh, she got a lot of information from weapons inspector Hans Blake. No. Uh, okay, so here's... It, um, anyway, they, they were like, we got to reform. Our sport is super corrupt and dirty. So here are the things they did. They said, uh, now, if, you have a pl- if you're a player who got invited to the NBA Combine and went undrafted, you can return to school. You're not locked into the draft. And you just have to say wow, you want to come back Wow, how Monday. generous. Yeah, and that would have affected six players this year. <laughs> Uh, at least two of which are leaving college anyway. One uh-huh. of them is going to play in Australia. Um, okay, they also said uh, if if you are considered an elite prospect, you can sign with an agent, and an agent can like buy you a plane ticket and like buy you meals and stuff, uh-huh. and uh, you can stay eligible. Although you have to then break up with your agent when the season starts, and apparently eligibility for who's determined elite is going to be made by USA basketball, except the NCAA did not tell them that. What? Hold on. Yeah. Why is that USA basketball's problem? It, it is not. And they're not happy that, that the NCAA made this big announcement and did not, you know, clear it with them. Uh, hmm. They're also trying to get uh, subpoena power over schools, so apparently all chancellors and presidents and athletic department employees have to comply with an NCA investigation. Uh, so I guess now they are like oh, a, law a law enforcement, enforcement body. agency. This is like the, right. the NCA Patriot Act. And then school presidents and chancellors are now personally accountable for investigations. Uh, now they can suspend coaches longer. I'm kind of hold in favor on. of that. <laughs> What's hold that? on, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Like, say that one about the chancellors again. Apparently, school presidents and chancellors are now personally accountable for investigations, which I guess means they can get fined, but you can't, like, suspend a... Pr- or. I think the idea is that they're trying to keep, like, NCA sanctions on executives, even if they change schools, maybe? I don't okay. totally understand this one. But essentially, basically, the NCA is trying to, like, bully their way into being able to, like, subpoena well, more material. What I was wondering is, does that mean that, like... God forbid, again, like another Michigan State style, uh, Michigan State style, uh, uh, thing happens uh-huh. that the victims then sue the guy who was the chancellor and not the NCAA. I mean, that kind of did happen with Penn State. And in fact, <laughs> the guy, well, the guy who oversaw, the guy who was in charge of, I mean, the guy who is currently running the NCAA uh, apparently was personally informed in November of 2010 uh, about 37 reports about Michigan State uh, athletes sexually assaulting women. So congratulations, Mark Emmer. Very cool. Very uh, cool. Eight years later. Also, when he was the president of UConn, uh, oversaw a project that lost $100 million due to mismanagement and more than 100 fire and safety code violations. Also was the president of or chancellor at LSU when they hired Nick Saban. I mean, like, 
if you're the He's president cool guy, of LSU, right? didn't you probably commit a lot of crimes? Uh, <laughs> and he was the head of the NCAA during this FBI investigation. But none, nonetheless, he's good at getting rich people to give money to schools, and so he will have a job for life. Here's a question. Yeah. Can they sanction governors for letting uh, people out of jail who murdered their wives to try and get their son to go to big state? Is that part of this? Uh, yes, big state is finally coming <laughs> off probation from the oh, accident. <laughs> from, the G- from the Shuttlesworth incident. <laughs> yeah, well, and the problem was Rick Pitino actually hired Mila, Mia Jovovich's character. <laughs> um, all right. Really is, are there... prostitute. Okay, so the other thing they're doing is they're trying to, like, clean up recruiting, and the idea is they they have this insane thing where they're like, well, we're going to have this coordinated effort from the NBA Players Association, USA Basketball, the NCAA, uh, and it's it's supposed to, like, basically they're trying to shut down the other shoe company camps that aren't the Nike one, which is like the Peach Jam or something. Whatever that's oh, so called. they are they're straight up just going after Sonny Vaccaro now. Yeah, they basically are going after <laughs> Sonny Vaccaro. They're choosing Nike. Now they, these schools will still take all their sponsorship money. And I guess the idea is they're supposed to like they announce they're just gonna have these huge camps with like thousands of high school players that don't exist yet, and players instead of going to like organized summer basketball camp showcases are supposed to like play with their high school teams because they've decided that what what high schools need is more creepy college coaches hanging around for longer. Very cool. And uh, one thing they did not reform is if you're an assistant coach who's like a video coordinator or something, still mm-hmm. not allowed to actually uh, instruct people on the court. <laughs> <laughs> they preserved that. I mean, it is it is asking, wait, yeah. wait, wait, why? What what's the point of that rule? I don't know. It was like the one thing where the coaches are like, "Look, we know there's some scandals, but there's a very common sense reform. These guys are on the staff." Like, I don't understand it. Like, all the recruiting is so dirty, and they made it creepier and dirtier. But the other thing is that um, because they're. Because they're involving, like, USA Basketball with all this stuff. Uh, if you, say, were not born in America, you're kind of screwed by all these things. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of foreign players in the draft who go to American colleges. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it sucks. And also, another great NCAA news is um, a Wake Forest assistant was in New York this week. Uh, a guy knocked on his window because he thought he was his Uber driver. Uh, the coach punched oh, the yeah. guy in the face. He fell and hit his head and never woke up and was taken off yeah. life support a couple days ago. So uh, I don't really think that's murder, but also, I mean, the NCAA kills people. That's what I'm saying. Did a demon deacon perform last rites? He should have. It was actually um, just the ghost of Bobby joke. Kremens was just like, Ooh. actually, he. I don't think he was the Wake Forest coach now that I said that. I think he coached Georgia Tech. Okay. Um... Oh, do you want to – we don't need to talk about these other things, I think. 
there is one thing I want to talk about here, oh, yeah, though, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but I had a question about college basketball. Yeah. Um, this is the end of it, right? <laughs> it, feel, it feels like it should just go back to, like, it doesn't really seem like a lot of college basketball fans particularly care about, like, the quality of the basketball. No. Like, they want their their colleges to be better than the other colleges, but it seems like what college basketball fans really like is like a really athletically limited non-pro prospect who plays like six years somehow because of a, a medical thing and they, they win their conference. Like it doesn't really seem like having guys come for one year is good for anyone in the process. Maybe no, the NBA never should have, Look, this is on the NBA in a way because the NBA never should have instituted that age limit. That was shitty yeah. and racist and dumb and sucked. Well, it just it's just adding like extra layers of corruption with, with like I don't know. I mean, I just don't really have a problem with uh Teenagers who are good at basketball getting money. And no. it's like the only thing the thing that's messed up is when they're like screwed by their agents. And this has not this has not solved any of the actual problems well, that have been investigated. Here is this here's a thing that I think is gonna happen that I uh-huh. see a problem being with these terrible, dumb fake rules. Yeah. Um one of these coaches is going to pay off somebody at USA Basketball to name their to have their prospects not called elite prospects. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's the <laughs> other thing is that like so they're supposed to have all these high school camps. What's the motivation of college coaches who are recruiting them to even invite those players? Like it's just another way to just stash them and it just seems like you're you're taking even more agency away from these guys you know yeah sucks fuck the ncaa fuck the ncaa um all right the last thing i wanted to talk about here yeah is uh carmelo anthony <laughs> verbally agreed to sign with the Houston i don't Rockets. think he signed his this contract week. yet <laughs> he has not signed his contract yet. This has been the NBA transaction version of a Carmelo Anthony possession. Yeah. This is like Daryl Morey and Carmelo Anthony have the ball and they are just jab stepping, jab stepping, jab stepping, pump faking, pump faking, pump faking, jab stepping, jab stepping, jab stepping. <laughs> I mean, I guess he knows where he's going, but like, what is what's the holdup? Why it's ah, uh, it's just it's so crazy. But you're right, you're right. It's yeah, slow. It's perfect. Ball stopping. He's he's isolated Shams at this point, and it's just like I'm going one on one with Shams. I'm feeding him information. I mean, I guess it he's, is, it's more that he's putting up stories. He's not really passing, because that's not Mello's thing. 
There is nothing more perfect than what is going on here between the Rockets and the uh, yeah the uh, and Mello. It's just, it is it's beautiful. A- it's aging Daryl Morey more by the day. Oh, he doesn't care. No, he's <laughs> he's already just focusing on Tony Awards. Yeah, he's like uh, you know. He's well. He's too busy arguing about how kicking Alex Jones off Infowars is a uh, uh, a violation of free speech yeah, and yeah. a slippery slope. Uh, great job, white NBA Twitter libertarians this week. Just doing just wonderful work. Just uh, oh, it's a, it's kind of a slippery slope with Alex Jones. You know, that's like you have to you have to realize if you are a libertarian, your mm-hmm. team. Uh, has the racists like it's that's that's the team you're on libertarians uh, you might think you're just an intellectual and you're making like a, a real a real thoughtful argument but in reality you are on the team of the client change deniers the billionaires and the racists so what I don't understand and look I should I, we probably should point out Daryl Morey did make this argument that's yeah. why I brought it up oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, here's what I don't understand about that specific subsect of libertarians who are like kicking Alex Jones off now is a violation of free speech because Twitter and YouTube have become the pub, the new public square. Yeah. Where like if liberals started arguing that YouTube and Twitter and these private companies have become the new public square, so then Therefore, they should become public utilities. Right. <laughs> Those libertarians' heads would fucking explode. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are the same people who are fine with selling off the broadcast spectrum. Uh, <laughs> also, why does every libertarian argument have to go back to this, like, 1776, the musical idea of America, where it's like, why are you talking about a public square? Because <laughs> it's it, it's because it's seventeen eighty, and they're like, "Oh, this is where you tack up your proclamation, and you try to convince other slaveholders to vote with you." Yeah, they like, all... congratulations, founding fucking fathers. Yeah, they, they, like they're all like they all think of. Uh... They're all super into Martin Luther and not into Martin Luther King. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's all these, there's all these super bullshit companies, uh, like fake foundations that are always like, oh, the James Madison Foundation, the Thomas Paine Foundation. Give it a rest. Talk to um, don't yeah. Talk, talk to somebody not on Twitter. Yeah. Uh. Also. Kick Alex Jones off the fucking earth. Yeah, dude. No one needs that. <laughs> I think maybe they should let him have InfoWars, but only the commercials for the supplements. So I mean, you you'd just... probably still make the same amount of money. Yeah, right? you just take out the rants, and you just have to get to the point where he's just like, he's just been screaming like, they're taking your souls! And then it's just like, here's a product that uh, really helps you if you've got... IBS, I've suffered from that myself. The media doesn't want you to know about these Akai berries. <laughs> <laughs> he does probably call it Akai berries, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I assume. He's just like, 
Also, you know what else I'd be into kicking Alex Jones out of? Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Linklater, go back into Slacker mm-hmm. and cut him out of Slacker. Oh, yeah. And then re-release it. Yeah. Right? It's Slacker he's in, or is it Waking Life? It's one of those I think ones. he said Slacker. <laughs> <laughs> what if he was in Waking Life? <laughs> Wrote what if what if they cartoon Alex Jones? Yeah, what? No, he is in Waking Life. It's Waking Life. Yeah. No, he's in a Scanner Darkly. I'm sorry. Oh, Uh, okay. A Scanner Darkly. Richard Linklater, go into a Scanner Darkly and cut Alex Jones out of it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) this is really weird. Uh, let me let me find this. I didn't realize Richard Linklater made Last Flag flying. Oh, no, he's in Waking Left and a Scanner Darkly. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, it's just because he was... I think he was still on public access, then. Yeah, no, he was like oh, an Austin weirdo. It makes sense, but I just mean now. Go back through... Go back and kick him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut him out. Re-release those Alex Jones free. Yeah, like, you can't... But what if, like, they just replaced him with, like... Lincoln commercial outtakes of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> what if what if he went back and reshot him, but it was all Elon Musk? What about that? Oh my god, that's another fucking guy. Um, all right, he's going to prison. Oh, we can't talk about this on the pod. We got to finish this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> The epic bacon millionaire is going to be uh, going to epic jail time. Oh. Um, all right. Uh, Sean, mm-hmm. what would you like to plug? Um, I'd like to plug, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna plug one of these San Francisco shows that is a ways in the future. But I think if you are in the city, you're going to check this out. I'll be, I'm doing the Sunday showcase, two Sundays in September. But the one I'm very excited about it. I want to just make sure I have the day right. It is the fourth Monday in September. Uh, I'm doing a show at the Alamo Draft House, and we're going to be riffing on the movie Almost Famous. And I feel like I need to have like a four-hour phone conversation with Joey to prepare Lots for riffing gates, on that dude. movie. Yeah. Look, it's Mark Maron's greatest acting role. I mean, I'm not going to watch Glow, so I'm going to assume that it's Mark <laughs> Maron's greatest acting role. Uh, well, didn't you see Mark Maron's going to star in the new The Joker movie with... Uh, uh, <laughs> with um, Jared Leto? No, it's oh, he's with Joaquin the... Phoenix. Oh, my God. Who are, who are your guys, Joaquin? And Joaquin's <laughs> like, my brother River, Casey Affleck, Spike Jones. Uh, a girlfriend who's not old enough to legally drink. <laughs> Those are Joaquin Phoenix's guys. Um, yeah, that's a uh, anyway September twenty fourth at the Alamo Draft House on Mission Street in San Francisco. Uh, plug something else. Oh, and I'm too. also oh I'm also going to do uh, our friend Jeff Zamaria's show, which is called Up on the Roof. It's a really cool show, and it's at be... his house, it's... right? Oh, is it the roof of his house? That's probably I believe right. it yeah. is. Yeah, it's in like Nob Hill, I want to say. Anyway, I'll um, I'll be tweeting it out, but it's on Saturday, September eighth, 
And I'll also be at the Throckmorton Theater in Marin on September 11th. Uh, oh, never forget. Never never forget to come to Mill Valley for that show. It should be fun. Um, also, as always, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, uh, where <laughs> uh, on October 21st, 2017, <laughs> I tweeted... When you go to the store and end up leaving with five new pairs of at Fila USA shoes, including this Monday's dance shoe, hashtag my go-to shoe. <laughs> I mean, that's actually one of the one of the tweets that makes me feel the best about Frankie. Right. Well, what about this one? Um. Uh, does this make you feel how does this make you feel about Frankie Uh, 8.31.15 dear Twitter please stop suggesting that I follow Barack Obama I will never follow Barack Obama ever I'm gonna say Barack Obama has never worn Fila's (laughs) he might have had those Grant Hill ones actually those are pretty cool Um, alright trust the process trust the process uh, shut it down. Let's kick Alex Jones off of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Yo, this is G Time right here. Allow me to introduce B Rizzo on the mic along with Gino. Let's do this real quick one time. Yo, I drive to the cup, just call me Ronnie. Step back, three balls wet like the sun. I got balls waiting on the rack. I put up chalk, just call me Mr. Mac. Rebound time, I go hard when I crash. I can be a point dish, dime like Steve Nash. Call me Rip, cause I got the mid-range. Game on the line, call me King James. Yeah, just wanna be on the top with a triple-double. I practice at the church. I practice at the buckle Both those places are my home court Check the ball, Rook I defend my fort I'm too big, yo Too big, yo I'm too big, too big, too big, yo Yo, my name is Gino Let me spin, spin this real quick flow My triggers, triggers Already know That I stack a ton of dough. Oh! But moving on, I'm trying to get on beast mode like LeBron. Others call me JJ Reddick, cause when I shoot it, they say cash or credit. So if you're on defense, you might as well forget it. Like Ronald Norris, he regrets it. I'm too big, yo. Nah, man, I'm too big, though. Hold up, I'm small, though. It's all good, man. I'm tall, though. Yo, but I'm too big, yo. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.